Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Racing Northwest, here is our This Week edition covering racing at Emerald Downs here on the 23rd and 24th of September. Wednesday and Thursday, we're back to our regular schedule. Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday at 2, Thursday at 5 Pacific. Joe with you along with Vince Brune and Wes Petrie. Vince, uh, eh, summer ended officially, didn't it? It sure did. Um Sometimes we get the prolonged summer here, and we had a little bit. Then the smoke hit, and now this week we're getting some heavy rainfall. So uh, stay tuned. We may have some scratches today and tomorrow, but right now we're good to go for 20 races this week, 9 today and 11 tomorrow. Yeah, 9 on Wednesday, 11 on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, well, hey, for a wet track, a wet racing surface, Emerald Downs and uh, – it has been that way for a long, long time, even when we started. And then the renovation happened uh, in the late 90s, and uh, we have an outstanding wet weather track. I mean, you came up here in, what, 08, 09, and um, how how quickly does this track get fast after it's sloppy? I mean... Real, uh, really fast, especially if it's the temperature's a little warm. We do have pretty high sand content, I think, too, which mm-hmm, helps. And right. we saw that on... Uh, Sunday, as we were able to pretty much go without a hitch throughout the day. So uh, let's hope this is just passing and uh, we can, uh, over the final five weeks, get some uh, nice uh, autumn weather. Okay. Well, actually, the weather forecast for seven days out is pretty darn good. Yeah, I noticed that. That's Mm -hmm. nice. Hey, a returning jockey to Emerald Downs this week. It sure is. Leslie Mowing, named on 10 horses Wednesday and Thursday. Leslie, 46. Number five all time here with 744 wins. Um, maybe best known for his rides on Striker yeah. PhD, back to back mile wins 2014, 2015. He's been riding at Canterbury, had 27 wins there this summer. Pretty tough meet, 13 wins mm-hmm. at Tampa Bay Downs this winter. So good to see Leslie back. Good guy, good rider. Yeah, nice guy for sure. And he's number four all time in stakes wins. And 
Um, was, he, was he up for all of Stryker's stakes victories here at Emerald Down? Stryker won I those. believe so. Debbie, well, Debbie Hoonan might have rode him in the Washington Cup in uh, 2013 right. when right. he won. And then Leslie took over when uh, Larry and Sharon Ross began training uh, yeah. the horse in 2014. Eight consecutive stakes wins at Emerald Downs for Stryker PhD. Leslie mowing aboard the final seven of those. Two-mile wins for Leslie Mong back this week at Emerald Downs. It'll be good to see him. And uh, Vince's news and notes are out at emeralddowns.com. Those are always great and informational. Excellent job on those, Vince. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, and uh, we're without a stakes this week, but looking ahead on Thursday, October 1st, stakes triple header, Joe. We got uh, Gottstein Futurity, 13 horses nominated, led by Dutton. That'll be interesting to see him go two turns. And then we got the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic and the Washington Cup Philly and Mare. Uh, all three of those races a mile on the 16th, Thursday, October 1st. And the Washington Cup Classic, uh, Muckleshoot, Muckleshoot Tribal, Tribal, Tribal Classic. Classic, and the Philly or Mare are both three and up races. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be a week from this week when that uh, good weather is supposed to return. We have a pick seven jackpot carryover. Jackpot pick seven carryover, $5,900 for... Wednesday's card here at Emerald Downs. Once again, we're open for full card simulcasting Wednesday through Sunday all day long. And so if you want to partake in that, a lot of good meets going on right now. The Belmont Fall Meet Santa Anita back in action this week as well after their trouble with air quality as uh, many West Coast venues suffered for that in the last week or so. Okay, we're going to take a break and come back with trainer Jack McCartney. Unmatchable is in at Emerald Downs this week. He has been an outstanding horse for the past two seasons. We'll be right back on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited. National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues, and a popular trainer here at Emerald Downs the past several years, and he's had some good horses as well, and one of his best is in this week, Thursday's first race, going a mile. That would be unmatchable, and that trainer would be Jack McCartney. Jack joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Hi, Jack. How you doing today? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. You can't say that to you at the airport, can you? Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> they don't want you to. You go by maybe a different uh, nickname there. But, Jack, uh, hey, uh, good to have you around. You always uh, uh smiling face. You've got suggestions once in a while, but uh, uh, it seems like you love the game. How did you get up here to Emerald Downs in the first place? Well, you know, we're in, we're in Idaho, and uh, the Idaho racing went away. 
and this was a closer place, and it's a nice facility, and I said, right, come give it a try, you know, so here we are. Good to have you, and uh, Unmatchable uh, just burst on the scene. First-time starter in the Washington Cup last year. Uh, he went off about 13-1, to 1, uh, you know, by that good sire, Macho Uno, and we know the mare, too, point of reference. She was a really good race mare, but still, first-time starter in a wet track, in a big field, in a stakes race. Uh, uh, were you and Alex and I are pretty excited about his possibilities that afternoon? Oh, I felt real good about him, Joe. He had some really good work coming up to that. Both real professional. He's always done everything right. Tried to really just please you, and just a nice colt to be around. On top of that, and I, you know, I felt real good coming in that race. Yes. And Vince, if you remember, he broke slowly in that race. He did, made a big looping move and just kept right on going. And then, Jack, you came back in two weeks and you put him in the deep end of the pool again in the Gosteen Future, and he ran pretty well in there. Yeah, he did okay. Uh, you know, we got on a bad track that day, and and uh, we ended up going to the inside, and I think it was a little deep after he made the lead. Probably should have stayed up on the crown. You know, he just it was it was a bad track, like you said again that day. And this colt, first time going two turns, and only his second start of his life. You know, but I was still you know I was still very pleased with it. Yeah, unmatchable mm-hmm. second to race home in the Gottstein. So uh, a win and a two and a second in stakes at Emerald Downs. He was our uh, uh, Washington bred honors for him last year, and uh, you've got. Uh, good races into him this year. You won the Seattle Slough, so he won at six and a half. And, you know, you ran a big race in the Muckleshoot Derby. Gold Crusher went out, took the lead, kind of took the race over. Uh, what's his best distance, do you think? You know, I still think this Colt's a better two-turn Colt. Uh, I think in the, in, the, in the Derby, what we ended up with was a, a very fast, speed bias track that night. Did he change the surface on us quite a bit from when we had run before? And he likes a little deeper surface. And then the Skull Crusher, you know, just went out and dominated. Nobody went with him. Nobody could go with his speed. He's a very nice colt himself. And, you know, it's just two different styles of running. And, I mean, we made a late run at him. And just we were a little too far back. This colt of mine likes to be a, you know, he's a deep closer. And he, he got himself in trouble. Probably just should have moved a little sooner. But he, he kind of moves when he wants to. And. Matias did a good job of riding him. We just uh, second best that day. Jack, have you had a chance to to look at tomorrow's first race a little bit and uh, see uh, look at the pace scenario a little bit? I think we're okay in there. You know, it, it should set up good for him. One thing, it looks like it's going to be his kind of track. If you look at first two outs of his life, was here at Emerald in a sloppy track. So, you know, we feel like things are unfolding probably his kind of track. Yeah, yeah, he's proven over a wet track for sure. We know that, and uh, and the weather forecast says you're going to get that tomorrow. Unmatchable, uh, just a series of good races. He started off well. He ran well down in Phoenix, and, uh, of course, we know him so well here at Emerald Downs. And Javier Matias, uh, we've seen Javier aboard him all three races at Emerald this year. Is the Colt still learning a little bit? Because it looks like he might have a little green moment in a race now and then. Uh, it's still something to work with? Yeah, yeah this Colt, he, he tends to want to get a little green in the lane. He still hadn't quite figured it all out. We had a lot of horse left after the Derby. He wasn't flat. He just, like I say, took himself back and plays around. He's just not quite. He's still maturing. This Colt's probably grown 
a couple of inches in the last six months. He's mm. getting bigger, and he's going to be. I think next year he'll be a really nice material colt. You know, and we're kind of taking it easy. We're looking at this race here, maybe his last race for this year. You know, with the COVID thing and everything, we may take him and turn him out and let him grow for next year. You know, and he's just uh, like I say, he, he's a very very willing colt, and you know, I, I, he's a little bit slow maturing. Yeah, and you mentioned maybe turning him out. I was going to ask, you You went to Turf Paradise with him last winter, but the situation's kind of undetermined down there, so it sounds like he might, after the meet, you might just go home. Yeah, I think we're looking at going home till after the COVID gets down, you know, and place to go. I mean, with, with, with Arizona off the map, you know, I have a home there, and I, it's just not a place I don't to look for anywhere else. With your horse, you know, you buy horses to fit where you go. And I don't know where else we would go that would work with most of our horses. My Machable could go, and I have a couple of others, but most of ours, you know, are a little cheaper in one thing, or speed horses, and wouldn't work back east as well. So I don't really want to go back in the cold weather either. So I think, yeah, the best thing to do with us is turn out and uh, wait and see what they – I think Arizona, from the looks of things right now, Turf Paradise is probably done for good. But, you know, we're looking at some other possibilities there. Nope. We know Unmatchable could travel and, and uh, be effective wherever he might go. Uh, so you didn't go to the Washington Cup, a three-and-up race, Jack. Uh, were you considering that at all? Very little. I didn't want to put him against the older horses just yet. I, he's still learning. He's still immature. And, uh, you know, there's some nice older horses in there. I mean, I think... Uh, and I'm just a firm believer in running one where they belong. Where they belong. You know, obviously, he did not have the money and the time and one thing and another to have the sophomore stake this year. So, you know, that that was one thing we came back up for and we didn't you know, that that race was out of the out of the stake schedule, so we just decided you know, he's only ran one time in a condition race in his life and that was six furlongs after a six or seven month layup after we came back from Phoenix when we first got here. And six furlongs is really not his distance and we ran against the older Colts that day. And got outrun by an older horse, uh, the Papa's Golden Boy, another nice colt. Mm. And so we felt like, you know, let's give him a shot to run in a condition race for a change, you know? Sure. Well, Jack, uh, he's been a pleasure to watch. And, uh, you know, you're one guy that isn't wringing his hands about the weather forecast on a given day for Unmatchable because he's run well over everything and anything. So uh, looking forward to seeing him run this week. And again, uh, You've been a great addition to Emerald Downs, so uh, good luck to you with Unmatchable and the rest of your horses here this year. Well, thank you for me, and thank you on behalf of Unmatchable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jack? We're glad to be here. Glad y'all had the races for us this year. Hey, yeah, well, that's true. Thank everybody Emerald Downs for putting their, two, you know, putting their two heads together and whatever, and you know, getting it where we could race. I mean, it was, uh, this was a blessing this year. That's true. Things were no slam dunk for anybody, and uh, yeah, our management no. did a great job. Thank you, Jack. Very uncertain. Thank you, and thank everybody for me. Thank you, Will Jack. Will do. Jack McCartney joining us, and you can see how he can make friends pretty easy there, Vince. You bet. <laughs> nice guy, and uh, it's got a really good horse. He'll he's six to five on your morning line, and 
Thursday's first race at one mile. Um, hey, let's go on. Just a little bit of recap of last week. Dutton was sensational again. How easily did he sprint away from his foes in those first hundred yards? About as easy as you'll ever see a horse do it. And those those are not horses without talent. He's yeah. doing it to either. And what impressed me, Joe, was watching the horse finish. You know, he's on the wrong lead, and but he still looks good running, and he still looks like he's got a lot left in the tank. So he is really uh, uh, just an amazingly talented juvenile. Yeah, Dutton was sensational in his victory. Um, how about weekly honors for the previous two days, Friday, Sunday of racing, Vince? You bet. Uh, Jose Zanino, three wins, our jockey of the week. Jose been around here a long time. Heading in the top 10 again. Greg Moore, a double last, uh, yeah. well, I guess it was last Friday. Right. He was our trainer of the week. Our WA bred of the week, Dutton, of course, bred by Ron and Nina Hagen, Larry and Miriam Bonwell. Owner of the week, Joe, a guy you and I both know well, Ron Bowman. Yeah, Ron, our, uh, one of our security guards, he's he's dabbled uh, pretty well in racing the last several years and, and uh, got a victory with, uh, Sigrid's Gold. Sigrid's Gold, okay. And Reno Roy before that. Reno Roy and also the, the two-year-old uh, that runs a lot. Ms. Uh, Lynn. Mount, Ms. Lynn, yeah. So Ron is uh, doing well, and he got owner of the week honors, and he loves talking about his horses too, so good guy to have around. And uh, I don't think you want to get strong-armed by Ron either. <laughs> He's been around the block a few times. He has, anyway, yeah. Let's hope, yeah. Okay, we're on Horse Racing Northwest. How about... Uh, uh, a stat uh, for this week for our listening pleasure. Okay, I'll throw one out there with the Gottstein coming up next week. Uh, gate to wire winners of the Gottstein at Emerald Downs. Usually think of two-year-olds with speed, just one for 24. One gate to wire winner was Koala Beach. I thought Prime Engine might have done it, but he was actually second after a half mile. So yeah, Track Attacker was in that race. Track Attacker set the pace there, and Prime Engine ended up drawing off. Yeah. Impressive win. He won two straight there as a two-year-old. And, okay, how about uh, from Leslie Mowing's career at Emerald Downs? He is one of two jockeys to win five straight races on one card. Not just five straight mounts, but five straight carded races. Kevin Krigger did that uh, also on the day that Tim McKenna uh, tied the state record with five wins on a card. Kevin won five straight that particular day, and Leslie Mong is also the only other jockey to win five straight carded races in one day here at Emerald Downs. So, uh, yeah, he's had a great run here. Um, well, let's see. Uh, we are going to have another guest, aren't we? We're going to have David Marble Singer on, and let's do that in just a moment here on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest continues, and another guest on this particular edition is a fellow that's really done well at Emerald Downs. He's been here, uh, I would guess, over 10 years. He'll fill us in. But we're talking about a jockey agent by the name of David Marble Singer, 
Vince, he couldn't really be doing too much better this year than uh, he's doing. Well, listen to this. He's got the top three riders in the standings. Alex Cruz, this is through 26 days. Alex with 44 wins. Juan Gutierrez second with 36 wins. And Gary Wales third with 34 wins. He's got the top three riders. They're all averaging well over a win a day, Joe. Wow. And Marble's joining us on the Horse Racing Northwest phone line right now. Good morning, David Marble Singer. Morning, Joe. And you don't answer to David too often around here, do you? Uh, most people do know me as Marbles around here, <laughs> who, yes. Who calls you David? There's, there's got to be one um, or two people that call you David. Uh, my girlfriend, Shelly Crow. There we go. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. there is one. Shelly does a super job, too. Uh, but, uh, hey, congratulations on the year so far. Um, and Alex Cruz, of course, a newcomer among those names. Juan Gutierrez is soon to be our all-time leading jockey in Emerald Downs history. Uh, Gary Wales, defending champion from last year. But Alex Cruz, new this year, and he's got a pretty nice lead in the standings. Uh, how did you get associated with him? Um. Actually, uh, Charlie gave me a lead that he was considering coming up here, and I called him, and uh, he jumped on board with the idea right away, and uh, then the COVID hit, and of course, everything got put on hold, and he tried to actually go back to the Midwest after he made the trip all the way back there. They wouldn't license him. They weren't licensing new riders, and so I had... uh, I, with some convincing and coaching, uh, I I, uh, I got him to come this way. That's and, great. Uh, and things have, you know, really been good. He's been really, you know, really great to work for. He trusted me immediately, and, uh, you know, it hasn't been perfect, but uh, things have gone, gone very well. Yeah, it's hard to be absolutely perfect, especially when you have three riders in demand. But Alex Cruz, leading rider at the Phoenix meet that ended a little bit early and with a pretty healthy lead here at Emerald Downs. Juan Gutierrez, your first year with him. Gary Wales, uh, defending jock champ. Uh, Talk about all three of those guys and and tell us what their strong points are. Well, they're all three. They're all three veteran riders. All three, you know, very good riders and, uh, I have to say the thing that I, I really like about the three that I have this year is that they, you know, they all ride every single horse. They give you a hundred percent on every horse. And, uh, I don't know if I've ever been blessed with that, having three riders that I could say that about, hmm. but, uh, they all seem to get, you know, all the run out of horses that they're on. And like I say, Alex kind of has trusted me from the, from the get go, he bought into what, what, you know, I wanted to do here and has worked hard and very quiet young man, very quiet. And, uh, I want to congratulate Alex and Nicole. They're expecting a mm. baby. That's great. Yes. Which, which is big news. Yes, but, it is. Yeah. His first time up here, he, you know, obviously there's a lot of unknowns coming and then getting here and, and, uh, but he's worked you know, hasn't, I can't say anything bad about him. He's worked hard. He don't complain. Very good rider, very patient rider. And, uh, you know, I, I actually see him getting better every day on this racetrack because every racetrack's a little bit different. Alex Cruz, yeah. 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 
And yes. the fact that he trusted you and you know the ropes around here, uh, and that I'm sure has helped him. And how about uh, your first year with Juan Gutierrez? Uh, Juan has been uh, really great. You know, you, you, I've heard things that he's tough to work for and a lot of complaining. And uh, I haven't really had that with him. I've had, you know, the, the very first week he asked me a you know, a couple weird questions and, uh, and I kind of, you know, was able to reason with him that things weren't going to be that way. And from then on, things have been, you know, really good. He, he's done what I've asked him to do. And, uh, I don't, you know, I haven't done everything he's asked me to do where once, you know, he, he's a, not an older writer. I won't say older writer, but he's been around a while and he, you know, no, isn't used to riding as many horses as he's rode this year, but he is, uh, you know, really worked with me as far as, you know, I want to compete. I want them guys to ride every race if possible if the right type of horse is available. And Juan, you know, is only wanting to ride to six, seven, maybe a day to riding, you know, eight, nine, sometimes 10 a day for me. And so I, I really appreciate that. He's a class rider. He, he, you know, winning the mile, it gave me the opportunity to win the mile. I'd never win that before. And I want to give thanks to Plain Wright for giving us the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, it's been an honor to work for him. You know, we're a few wins away from being the all time winningest rider here at Emerald. And yeah, so I, I, He's just been a really good good guy to work for since I've been working with him. Marbles, yeah. What your job is to keep three riders happy, get keep them on good horses, and keep the trainers, the horsemen, and the owners happy too. That's quite a. It's easier said than done, isn't it? Oh, it's a balancing act. Definitely a balancing act because the riders are very competitive with each other. And uh, Gary, being the defending champion, coming up here. He got here a little bit late, and I believe that hurt him just a little bit. You know, getting here when since we'll say Juan and Alex, Juan had been here since February first, and Alex had, you know, was here five or six weeks before the season started, and it gave him a little bit of an edge. You know, Kerry getting here, you know, a week before the meet started, and so it, it hurt Gary a little bit, and actually him and myself made a couple bad decisions on a few horses here early, but Gary's a real competitor, you know, and I, I can't say enough about him, how he competes on every horse and gives you 110%. Really strong rider, really good rider, and really good guy. We've become good friends over the years. And, uh, and he's slightly disappointed with this season. And, uh, and, uh, I, I am a little bit too. He wants to defend his title, but the season ain't over yet. So who knows what can happen? He's not that far behind. No. But, uh, him, him and his wife have been a real blessing coming all the way across country where he spends his winters in uh, Tampa, rides at Tampa Bay. Yeah. And he did uh, quite a bit better there last winter and spring than he did the previous year. And one of the reasons probably he had a little confidence boost winning the title at Emerald Downs. Sure. I think he was leading rider by 33 here last Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Yeah. 
he had an outstanding season. You guys really did a great job. Gary was aggressive on a lot of speed horses. He won with a lot of price horses. And uh, Juan, uh, Vince, uh, already the uh, leading all-time money earner in track history. He had his 2,000th win this year. He made the Washington Hall of Fame a couple years ago. And three Long Acres miles, that's lofty company. Yep, he put put Juan in a big stakes race, and he's up to the moment, and he showed that with a flawless ride on another twist of fate. Just 10 wins away from Booger Mitchell's all-time record of 1,419 wins. I got to say, Joe, you can tell with marbles, he takes his job pretty seriously, and I, I, it's it shows. I mean, he, trying to keep those three good riders happy is, is quite an accomplishment. Marbles, uh, just uh, for our uh, benefit and, and our listeners, of course— What's an entry day like for you? Start us off early in the morning and until, say, entries close or a little thereafter. Uh, well, my my goal is I try to arrive at the track an hour before the racetrack actually opens to give me a chance to catch the early people and where you actually get a chance to converse with people before they get their day entirely started, the trainers where they have a minute to actually give you before they start training and they're back and forth the track watching their horses go. And, and, uh, you know, I try to be prepared just to know what horses are going in, what race it, it solves a lot of problems for me, you know, obviously having, you know, what I believe the three best riders is I do have the riders are in demand and once you tell somebody you're going to ride their horse, that is a commitment. And so I, I try to be prepared not to tell somebody I will ride their horse if they if I'm not able to. That causes a lot of problems in my job. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I try to get there and communicate with the trainers before the track actually opens, and then I try to know what races will go, what races won't go, what horses are likely to switch into different races, and. Uh, I try to be prepared well, to know, know what's going to happen before it happens. And I watch every race and I watch the reruns over and over. And, and so I, you know, it, I take my job very seriously. These guys, you know, they pay me to, to do the job and I, I take it very seriously. I'm very competitive and I'd like my rider to be competitive. And I got three very competitive riders this year. It, it is a, uh, a year a meat long competition for sure to get yeah. the right mounts and then to produce during the races. Uh, do you uh, find yourself giving them input on a specific horse once in a while and you might try this? Do you say that very often? Um, if, more than anything, if I see a horse that they may not have confidence in by looking at the, the form on the horse or this or that, and I might tell them something that I think I know can instill some confidence on them. Mm-hmm. But but the three guys I have are real pros. They know their job. You know, if I think I know something about a horse or why a horse didn't run good last time, them are more the conversations I'll have with them, you know, where I just want them to know that this horse, I really believe this horse has a shot to win. Okay, well, uh, yeah, you you got the meat set up pretty good for yourself by securing what are now the top three riders, and the reason you did that is because of your previous successes as well. 
And uh, Vince uh, Marbles has had a good meet, and he's got a chance for more, of course, with those guys in his stable. Yeah, and they're all, like Marbles said, they're all three real professional riders trying very hard each and every race. So it's... uh, it's been interesting right. to watch, and I, you know, I my, my my hats off to all three of the riders. They've all done a superb job in uh, trying circumstances this year. Same with you, Marbles. Yeah. Right, and uh, I want to say something that we're proud of that we've been able to accomplish this without riding for Frank Lucarelli or George Rosales, <laughs> the first and second leading trainer by many many wins. Wow. And yeah. So, and so that that I believe you know, they've done a great job with the horses they've been. Yeah, that, able to ride here. That is an important uh, point to consider right there, and uh, thanks for bringing that out. David Marble Singer joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. I want to. I want to wish my grandson a happy birthday. That's you just did. Austin. What? Austin. Okay. Austin, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Okay. Well, all right. Have him listen, and thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Okay, Joe. All right. Thank you very much, David thanks, Marble thanks, Singer. Uh, tremendous season and yeah, a lot of dedication there, hours, uh, and observation through the years experience and that word, uh, having a competitive jockeys and him being competitive too. Uh, you can tell it. Yeah. The hard <laughs> and, work. and Joe, we see it back there. He's got his game face on going around that stable area. And you know, that point about not riding for Frank, that's a good one. Cause he comes up with some interesting wins sometimes, <laughs> you know, when the lower profile barns, you know, he comes up with some good horses there with his riders. So that's it's, it's no accident. Yeah. Yeah. Lucarelli well out in front in the training standings. Okay. Well, hey, thanks to our guests today, Jack McCartney and David Marble Singer. Uh, Trivia last week's question was, who is the leading Washington bread earner in 2020? And we got several uh, correct answers for that. I thought it was kind of a tough question. I I did too. But Bodenheimer is it, the son of Attaboy Roy, who broke his maiden first out at Canterbury Park. He went to uh, Prairie Meadows and won a stake. And uh, most recently, he ran at Kentucky Downs in a $500,000 stake, by the way, trained by Val Lund, who, of course, uh, went to great heights with Attaboy Roy. But uh, Bodenheimer did finish fifth in that big stake at Kentucky Downs, and he was dynamic in that race. He ran really well, and that's a a tough course for a a speed horse because you're finishing actually uphill there the last furlong. So, uh, yeah, he ran really well. So he's uh, just a little bit ahead, but he is the number one Washington earner. $51,225 in three starts. A win, uh, actually two wins from three starts, and the unplaced race at Kentucky Downs. So he is leading all Emerald Downs earners, but uh, more action to come here, of course. And we did have, uh, like I said, several winning answers. We pulled the P out, and it was Warren. Warren wins again. Warren is really sharp. Uh, anybody that got that one... Uh, you guys follow racing pretty darn well. This week's question, we know that Harbor the Gold passed Sloodle Dew as the number one sire of winning races in Emerald Downs history. Sloodle Dew was at 412, I believe, uh, maybe 411, but Harbor the Gold passed him several weeks ago. So their number is one and two. Who's number three? Who's the number three sire in Emerald Downs history? It's a pretty darn good total. Hasn't had an active runner in several years. That's, there's a hint. So send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com, trivia at emeralddowns.com for the number three sire in Emerald Downs history. Uh, Last week's picks, uh, we weren't uh, really super too good. Uh, I had Vinny from Dixie on Sunday, who did run a big race, uh, close third to uh, 
fantastic day in yep, that three-year-old sprint. But uh, uh, no winners from our yeah, four. Yeah, I finished second. Distant seconds with both mine. No excuses. Thirds with drop your buffs. And uh, can't remember the sudden winnings, I think, was the name of the other horse. I ran against She Owns the Paint, who dominated that maiden special weight race. So, uh, yeah, no good ones last week. Okay, how about this week? What about uh, Wednesday at Emerald Downs? Well, the horse I like scratch, so I'm not going to push it right there. What do you got Wednesday? Wednesday, I have... Okay, good radio right here. As uh, I didn't write it down, but I can go into my Thursday pick while you scramble there, Joe. Go ahead and give us your Thursday. Uh, pick. Thursday, I'll go race four, number five. This is a horse I've kind of chased a little bit. Malibu Mistress, first time versus Claimers after two bad trips. Uh, she's out of a good dam. Winner Forest produced five other winners, a couple hundred thousand dollar winners. And Juan Gutierrez sticks with this horse. I think she's got a good chance to break the maiden tomorrow. Malibu Mistress in race four. Yeah, I like her as well. A uh, little bit of trouble trip in that last stage. Both, both starts, yeah. she's had trouble, yeah. Okay, uh, I did go to the ninth and final on Wednesday, and I went to one of the two K Cooper runners in there. I've always said uh, this is a three-and-up maiden race for fillies and mares at six furlongs. She draws outside. There's some horses that like to show a little speed. Of course, this is a maiden race. They haven't hung around at the end. A little unreliable speed. Uh, She showed a decent second time out at maiden 15. This is down to maiden five. I've always said is a third-time starter, dropping in class, and did show a little speed in her second start. Jake Samuels, for Kay Cooper, 8-1 to one on the Vince Brune morning line on the think, daughter of Attaboy Roy. I and think Arco my Wilders. line might be in jeopardy with that horse. I've heard a couple of people oh, like you? that horse now. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Okay, and on to Thursday. Um, just some really good races Thursday. We have uh, three consecutive two-year-old races. I went to the one of the later races. Uh, I think it's the ninth. Yes, it is. The ninth race is a six and a half furlong sprint, three-year-olds and up, some sharp horses in there. Tumac Mountain is two for 25, as you pointed out to me. Did, did you try and talk me off this horse? No, is that not what at you're all. Doing? Is no, that no, what no. you're doing, talking me off this horse? No, I, I, that's a very tough race, Joe. So you will probably get that six to one on that horse, I yeah, think. Yeah, six to one. Second time Figueroa for Jose Navarro. He's had the one hole, has Tumac Mountain, his last two. He ran really well. He is coming back in two weeks. Norski is in there against him, but uh, he is a free runner, uh, and he's two for two in the money over wet track. So I'll go number nine, Tumac Mountain, in the ninth on Thursday. All right. I like it. And uh, you have given yours. So, um, hey, that's about it for a horse racing Northwest. Thanks to all of our listeners and we'll be back again next week thanks to west petrie as well this is horse racing northwest